Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Our precious Father, we just want to thank you again for the privilege we have to gather this morning to hear your word, to study it, to be taught by your spirit so that our life will be exactly what you want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, we've been talking about the blessings of God. Our theme is blessed. And we started by reminding us that God himself is the blessing from whom all blessings so that we don't begin to exalt the blessings above the blessing himself. And he told Abraham, he said, I am your exceedingly great reward. Wherever God is, the blessing flows. Because sometimes we focus on the blessings instead of the blessing himself. And so we must understand that when you get that wrong, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect you. Because without God, can't even believe. You can't, you can't discount God and succeed. Somebody said that when people get blessed and they have a lot of money and things, that's when they really, really backslide. And that's true. Because that's when they think, I don't need God again. Once you get to that level, you're in trouble. Because the songwriter said, I need thee every hour. So I wanted to make that distingu- distinguish that at the beginning of this series. So we don't focus on the things we have, the things that perish, the things that are not going to last, and leave the source of the blessing. And today we want to talk about something that looks simple, but it's a really big issue with a lot of people. Receiving all the blessings of God is only by faith and nothing more. It's, it's a fact I've been hearing that, are you, have you been living by faith? Hearing is one thing, knowing is another. I told people on Wednesday, I said, if you hear a sermon once, you haven't heard. Even people who do uh, um, advertisement will tell you that it takes several times before somebody even hears the first advertisement. Several times. I don't know the number, but I'm not hearing it. But that's what the, the researchers found out. That the first time you hear it, you don't hear anything. They say about six or so times, I'm not sure. Before you even hear the first time. So if they want to send you advertisement material, they send it to you several times. And they watch yourself and say, when you come the seventh time, when you say, what is this that I've been sending to me? But it's been coming to you. The first time it comes, you look at the prompt. Second time, prompt. By the sixth time, you say, okay. Then by the twelfth time, you begin to see what they're telling you. So the idea of walking by faith, we hear, like so many things we can quote, but we don't live by it. Quit means we haven't heard and we don't even know it. God's, God's standard of knowing is action. The Bible says faith without action is what? You don't believe it. As far as God is concerned, if there's no action, it's just mere words. It doesn't have any value at all. And so receiving all the blessings of God only by faith and nothing more is something you must be interested in knowing and living by. Because after all, that's how the just lives his life. The just shall live by faith. There's not that way we live our lives. So as simple as it looks, it has... It's a problem with so many people believing that their, their blessings come to them free. Because, you know, the way of men is what we get so cheap, we esteem so low. Nobody, people don't value anything you get free. And so, people think that generous people are foolish. If you are very generous, they think you are foolish. They think you have too much that you, are, you have extra to give. And then 
they rush at you to take advantage of you because in their mind you are foolish. This is the thinking, this natural thinking. It's not wisdom in the natural world to be generous. They have to attribute it to something. If you are married and you begin to be very nice to your wife, I don't want to complete it (laughs) because my lunch is very important to me. If you tell my wife this thing, I will deny you, never meet you. But they will say, who knows what is uh, after? You're not after anything. You married her because you love her. But now she's suspicious of this. You're sudden. Very suddenly, Brother Dave is so good. Ah, <laughs> the wife will be looking at him from. They will receive everything, you know, but when they leave you, they'll be watching, is this? Who knows what they want? Because that's the natural way we react. If you live with a generous person, you, have, you find it difficult because what they do looks crazy. It's, but believe you me, some people have that gift of generosity. They can't just, they must give. They don't even know when it comes from them. Paul calls it manifestation of grace, the grace of giving. So some people did an experiment. You know, that's why I like this part of the world where we are living now. There are a lot of things good about them. After they went to the moon, they haven't gone. They did an experiment. They, they made cake. Cake. The same cake. Packaged it. The same package, the different level. And offered it to people once it almost free, cheap. And offered this other one costly. Which one do you think people went for? Costly one. And then they asked them after that, which cake do you prefer? Everybody preferred the costly one. And then everybody found fault with the cheap one. They didn't know it was the same cake. Really, you know, this is serious. I'm not kidding you. Ecclesiastes 9.16 says, so even though wisdom is better than strength, Look at what the Holy Spirit wrote. Wisdom is better than strength to those who are wise will be despised if they are poor. Even though wisdom has great value, but if you are poor, they said if you bring wisdom, it will be despised. What they say will not be appreciated for long. But if it's somebody of substance, whatever he says, people clap. That's what Bishop Edahosa did. When he found out that people would not listen to Pentecostal pastors in Nigeria, he went and became an archbishop. <laughs> Real story. He said, the only way these people will hear us is the title they are used to. So he became archbishop Benson, and before soon, he was being admitted in government quarters and everywhere he was speaking for Pentecostals. That's what he did. Before soon, when the president is traveling, he will go and stand at the airport with them. They say, but Archbishop, oh, Archbishop, come. But they call them pastor. They say, my friend, pastor. <laughs> and it's the same way we despise grace. Grace is free. <laughs> Brethren, overcome natural, natural thinking. Without God, we can't do. Because the thing is like locked in. You have to be doing for years, your lifestyle for years. Culture, background, everything. So to, to take grace, it's too difficult for them. Because we evaluate, this, evaluate it the same way we evaluate cheap things. Actually, many churches reject it because it doesn't make sense. 
God told us my ways will never make sense. And second roadblock to, to that, just believing that God gave me this is my own, is that it means you cannot do what you like. How can God, God demands holiness? He's telling me what is blessing us. You are promoting sin. That's what they think. What they forget is the first thing that grace does is to change you. If you walk by grace, the Bible says you are done with sin. You are done with sin. That's the, they forget that the first thing grace did in our lives is that God took us, delivered us from the power of sin, made us new creatures, gave us his life, gave us his nature, gave us his ability to understand things from, you know, live the life of Christ. He took care of sin. For if the son shall set you free, free indeed. That's the first thing grace did. The grace of God that brings us salvation has appeared to what? Teaching us to deny God. They don't understand it. So because they don't know what grace does, they think that grace makes you see. No, it's the grace of God that makes you what you should be. Without that grace, you can't be anything. They don't, they don't believe, they don't understand all of that. So they say, see, grace makes you come. No, grace, grace delivers you from sin. Makes you a new creature. Creates you in the image of, you can't do any of these things. All of them is what God does from beginning to, to the end. See, when my wife was praying for a husband, again, don't tell her what I said. She told me that she will fast and pray that God will give her somebody that will help her to make heaven. That was all her desire. She didn't want us, even though she drives one now. She didn't want anything else. All her desire in life was somebody who would help me to know God. As a young girl in school, she was fasting and praying and seeking God for it. And when God gave her the man, <laughs> the man wasn't even a Christian. But she wasn't, because she wasn't born again. We're just religious people. And then the Lord told her, said, that man is a pastor. I was the furthest thing from a pastor. I mean, if you were going to appoint a pastor, you will not, I won't even come near. I got told her as a pastor. And then when she told me, I laughed her to scorn. I said, I said, look at me from head to toe. Do I look like a pastor? I said, do you know the blood in me is Hebrew blood? We are born for business. I said, I came into the world to make money. The pastor, I said, do you, you like chicken? Let me give you money, buy chicken, but don't you ever associate me with pastor in all your life. I said, where did this come from? You must be having malaria. This is what I said, and she was crying. She was weeping. And I said, are you serious, you are weeping? I said, I've never seen a woman who doesn't like money. Are you different? I said, I told you I'm going to make money. Well, that should make you happy, you are crying. He said, I didn't marry money. I didn't marry money. But see what the grace of God did. The God told, God told her the date I'll be passed. <laughs> God, if he sent this on you, run. We will find you. He told her, this is the date. This man said, Pastor, this date will be passed. When God hit me and I met God, I cried like a baby. That's what the grace of God does. I said to her, I said, how did you live with this animal? So I can't even live with this kind of man. I'm talking of me. I apologize to her with tears. There's no way you can make me do that naturally. The grace of God that brings it what? Salvation. 
So when we talk of grace, you say we make somebody sin, you don't know grace at all. That's part of your natural thinking that's your problem. You are just simply ignorant. Now, she was praying that God would give her somebody that will make her know God. What am I doing now? What am I doing now? I went to Nigeria, preached somewhere, and after the service, somebody, one young boy made me put an envelope in my hand. I said, oh, another prayer request. I said, okay, when I get to my hotel, I'll look at it. Got to my hotel, opened it. You don't want to know what was there. Brand new $100 bills, 1000 I said, in, in Lagos, men. And I, 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 called, I called the pastor. I said, look at what this boy put in my hand. So I, so I, 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 I called the boy. I said, give me his number. I said, you, you gave me this money? He said, Daddy, what you taught us in Lagos, we're still living by it. He said, I live in Canada. He said, we still communicate. All of us that you taught faith and trust in God. He said, it's working. He said, I wanted you to know that it is working. This is a man that was laughing <laughs> at God's plan. That's the first thing grace does. So you don't say, because God gave you things free. You see, no, no, he took care of sin, first of all. And you become a child of God. You are no more a child of the devil. Praise the Lord. So Christians need to operate a different mindset. That's what I'm talking about. You need to. You must do that. If you don't do that, it will hinder you. You do a lot of stuff to it. Because as long as you are thinking like the world, your life will be like the world, period. As a man thinketh, so it will be. That is the, that is the, that's it. As a man thinketh, I don't care what you are talking about. It's what you think, it's what you believe. What you believe is what you have. And there's nothing God can do. God can negate your faith. God gave us that privilege of will and choice so that you are responsible for what you do. You know, people think that God is responsible for what they, what they have. God is not responsible for your prayer. You are responsible for going to get it from God. The things we do, we, we sit up there thinking, oh, if it's the will of God, God, no, 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 you, 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 you. If you don't do things, God will do, <laughs> get you straight. If you don't do something, there's nothing for God to bless. God says, if you allow things on earth, who allow it for you? The day you wake up and say, I disallow this, God said, okay, we have somebody to work with. We disallow it for you. So who initiates it? Come and talk to me. So if you keep operating all this natural mindset and things, it's a waste of time. You, you hear sermons, they won't go anywhere. They won't go anywhere. 2 Corinthians 5.16. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Paul said, I've stopped operating this human evaluation that I'm used to, that I, that I live with and that I woke up with. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from human point of view. How differently we know him now. So we stopped using these human evaluations. We're not doing it anymore. This means then that anyone who belongs to Christ has become what? A new creature. The old life and a new life. So that's the first test to, 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 to know whether you are working with human mindset. Do you see yourself? As a new creature. And if you see yourself as a new creature, why is sin your issue? God gave you things free. You're still talking about it. It will make me commission. Why is it your issue? Matthew 16, 23. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God. People who, who deride grace 
are living in the natural realm. They say things from human point of view, and that's how their life will end up. That's, I don't care how it, you know, religion, the devil loves religion a lot. What he doesn't love is the truth. First Corinthians 12. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely, freely, freely. Everybody say freely. Freely what? Given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Because human wisdom does not understand it, cannot appreciate it. Human wisdom is still thinking that it is foolish. It will make you sin. You don't know. I don't have no idea that God came, took you, make, set you free from sin. You're a new creature. God took care of that. That's the first thing he did. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit. Using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual things, for things. But people who aren't spiritual can't what? You're not reading with me. Can't what? Receive those truths from God's Spirit. Let's read 14 together. One, two, go. Let's go. But people... People who aren't spiritual can't receive healing, can't receive the gift of righteousness, can't receive the authority of God that gave them in Christ, can't receive those things, can't receive prosperity that God gives them, can't receive it, they can't. They can't receive the reality of the new life. They are talking about sin, sin, make me come. They they haven't received nothing. They don't even know anything about it. They don't know the righteousness of God that you have. They don't know the power that walketh in you. They don't know the Christ, the greater one is alive in you. They can't stand up tall and look at things and say, I reign on earth, I command you to change in Jesus. You must change. They don't talk to mountains. They don't. They don't talk to mountains in their lives. The devil shows up with symptoms and things. They sit there and be straightening their legs. They're not getting angry and rising up and saying, no, not here. What things so I forbid is forbidden. I forbid you from my body. In the name of Jesus Christ, the risen Son of God, in the authority He gave me, go from me, you demon. Get out, take your symptoms and get out. They won't do that. I'll say then, it won't work. They don't expect it to work. I know. Because you see, they're thinking naturally. Okay. Naturally. Looking for a solution. Where? Naturally. Thing about God is look, God's healing is powerful. Because you see, all this natural healing is good, it's wonderful. But you find that some of them, you take medicine the rest of your life. But when God heals you, he brings that medicine to a stop. Yeah. Tell you the truth. It's good to take medicine, but some of them have limitations. I thought that there are three levels of it. You have all these limitations and things. God, yeah, but when God gets involved, he heals you, to restore, he restores it. He heals you so perfectly well that your doctor will put you off. Don't, take, don't put yourself off the medicine. Let your doctor himself Take your argument because your doctor will see what God has. Uh, yes, please don't, don't take it off. Let your doctor say, hey, man, I think you don't need this message. And then you can share your testimony with your doctor then. And say, Doctor, you know what happened? Say, No, I've been praying. No, I thank God for you. Honor doctors, please respect them. Say, Noble profession, God uses them. But, Doctor, thank you for what you've done. God has used it to bring me here. But let me share with you, I've been praying too. 
And I believe God did this. He said, yeah, our medicine can't do this. They have to be God. Doctor, doctor, are you born again? Say, what's that? Say, being born again is giving your life to Christ. That opportunity comes from testimony. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? They don't receive. Oh, they pray they don't believe God has answered. So they're looking for <laughs> a man, a woman. They believe somebody has what they call carry anointing. That's junk. It's not in the Bible. The gifts of the Spirit work when God wants it to. But God doesn't want us to live by the gifts. He said you live by your faith in his word. And let me say it here and now. Everybody open your ears and listen to me. If you get God's intervention through help of the gift of the Spirit, you better grow your faith because the devil will counterattack you pretty soon. And if you don't know how to keep that God gave you, you lose it and your situation will be worse than before. I'm not scaring you. I'm telling the truth. Jesus himself says so. So when these, these demons go, they come back. Check it out. It's empty. It's totally empty. They say, this place is clean now. Woo, but it's empty. Oh. They go and bring seven others. I said, because this guy will try to fight us back. Let me get reinforcement in seven. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. It's your own interest to study the word of God, to listen to these sermons, listen to them over and over and over and over until you hear them. Why? You need your faith, your shield. You need that sword. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 to 3. However, brethren, I could not talk to you as to spiritual men, but as to non-spiritual men of the flesh, in whom the carnal nature predominates, as to mere infants in the new life, in Christ, unable to talk yet, I feed you with milk, not solid food. You see, they can't understand the things of God. Paul said, I can't give you, I give you only milk is what you want to, milk. You know, milk is what you give to people who are vulnerable, milk. How can you be a Christian for 10 years and you're still feeding milk? It's not good for you. Fed you milk, not solid food. Solid food, you have authority in Christ Jesus. Use it, that's solid food. That's solid food. People who are mature take responsibility and get, get things done. Use your authority, my friend. Use your authority. Lay hands on the sick. Pray for your pure children. Start praying for people. If they, if they give you opportunity, pray for them. Lay hands on them and say, in Jesus' name, I rebuke this sickness. Mature people take responsibility. For you were not yet strong enough to be ready for it. But even yet, you are not strong enough to be ready for it. For you are still unspiritual, having the nature, thinking like human beings. Thinking like human beings. And this is why the Bible said, you can't, believe, you can't walk in faith. He said you will be unstable in all your ways because your base, where you base your thinking, the base of your thinking are things that are movable, natural things. If it feels good, yeah. If it goes down, no. Movable. But it's not on the solid rock of the world that is immovable, that can change. The day you shift your faith, Away from all those things to do what can change. His word changes not. Your faith will never change. But once it is on these carnal things, that's why it says that the man who wavers is unstable in all his ways. Everything he does is unstable there because he thinks naturally. Natural things, they are unstable. Most unstable things are natural things. Look, I had very, very alarming symptoms that came on me. When I mean alarming, seriously alarming. As, as I stood up in the word of God, I got angry. I started to rebuke this thing. And it was, it was really getting worse. Man, if I describe it for you, Mr. Pastor, really? Yeah. 
And I continue to stand against this thing in the name of Jesus. I said, it is written, devil. You have no chance here. And the Lord gave me a scripture that blessed me. Oh. He said, that scripture, he said, because you know how I study Bible? I don't study Bible because I have to. I go to the Bible, I said, let me hear what God wants to tell me. And I'm always expecting him to tell me. So I started, I said, let me even hear what God wants to tell me. So I started, the first scripture he gave me was, if you, if you stand steady and faint not, your soul will be healed. I said, Lord, I had you. Hey, I had you. Whoa, I had you. Awesome. If you stand steady, I said, now, devil, you got problem. I had you, Lord. Be healed. I stood my ground by the grace of God. And I'm standing here. It always works. God will never lie. God, we, it's impossible for God to lie. Totally impossible. So we must have a new way of thinking. We can't be thinking naturally. We have to start thinking spiritually. And it's your duty to do that. God won't do it for you. When you start thinking spiritually, your values will change. Sunday school will become so important. Life center will become so important. Bible studies will become so important. Church service will become, before you come, the Spirit of God would have told you what to be praying for, that he wants to do in that service. He'll be praying about it. You come here, you see it happening. He will give you prayer topics because he needs to work with us. Do you know, do you know that the head, Christ is the head of the church, right? Come on now, talk to me, right? Do you know he needs his body? Without his body, he will not be effective here. You can't go in the market and Christ is healing people. If he wants to heal people, we'll send you. He will send you. He needs his body. He needs his body on earth. That's why he confided all the authority he has on the body. So that we can do what he wants us to do, carry out his will. He walks through you. He walks through me. He talks through us. He touches through us. He gives through us. He visits through us. He, he needs his body. Totally needs you. You are so important to Christ. And so you begin to have, think and have the mind of Christ. He wants, in the church, he wants to do something. Guess who he will tell what to pray for? You. Because he needs you to pray so that heaven will respond. Your will be done where? On earth. As it is what? He needs you. If he wants to visit somebody, he will send you. Somebody say, here I am, Lord, do what? Send me. He will send you. One time I came from, when I was doing business, I was in business making a lot of money. Oh, boy. I saw a million for the first time. And God said, I'll sh- I'll sh- I'll sh- let me show you money. And she- he, showed- he did. In my house, I could carry half a million cash easily. So I came into, so you see how God needs us. I was a Christian, but I was running away from this pastor. Thing. I, didn't want to- I didn't want to be a pastor. For 10 years, I didn't want to be a pastor. I- so I-, I came into what they were doing, this businessman fellowship. I came from, the- from my site. While we're building factory for to produce coaline, you know this coaline you used to do all this, uh, all this uh, thing they rob children and the body and you know. So I came in, and immediately I came in. The man in front didn't know me, never saw me from Adam. He said, "Hey, sir, you're a pastor. Come here. I'm looking for who he's talking to." He said, "I'm talking to you." I looked at myself. I, I didn't wear a suit like them. <laughs> so everybody now started to turn to say, so I, "I got them." So I started walking. He says, I come in front. Your seat is in front. I was from the site. They were all in suit. Businessmen fellowship. And at the end of that, I want to show you that God needs you. At the end of that thing, 
the Lord said to me, he said, give them every money you have. That is your money. I said, everything. He said, yeah, everything. I gave them the one I had. I said, can you follow me in my hotel room? Let me give you what, what is me. And as I was going to give them, first so bad. I said, oh, giving them everything. But I gave them everything. God needs you. Brethren, God needs you. Do you know that after that, the president came back to my room. He said, praise the Lord, brother. He said, you know that money you gave me was the money, exact amount we needed to pay the hotel this night. That was the exact amount we needed. See, God needs you. God wanted to give them that money. He made me go from that side to that hotel. I saw who are these people that I walked in. I didn't know God wanted me to give them that money so that they can pay for the hall. They have scraped everything they had, and God sent me. Even when I was running from being pastor, God still sent me. He said, I will never leave you forsaken. It's very faithful. Are you following me? God needs you. Don't, don't, don't kid with your position in church. Don't kid with being a Christian. Life center, when you become spiritually minded, they become important. Your values change. I'm not kidding. Your values change. Man, you can't have enough of Sunday school. Then you begin to respect your Sunday school teachers. You begin to see what God is using them to do in your life. You can't wait for anything that is the garden of the, of the children of God because your spirit is alive. You've elevated the kingdom above every other thing. Kingdom business is your life now. Paul said, Christ is my life now. Praise the Lord. Amen. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. So when you desire that your thinking be changed, then the Holy Spirit begins to walk. If you don't have that desire, there's nothing working. Because again, like I said, you initiate these things. If you're tasked, you'll be filled. Matthew 16, 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon bar Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. So it's the Spirit of God that will reveal these things to our spirit. If we desire, if we begin to pray, if we make it a prayer point for God to open your eyes to teach you spiritual realities, you're tired of this natural thinking, it limits you to live in the natural realm. You want to see the miraculous for yourself. You start living in the spirit. If you want to see God walk, start living in the spirit. Oh, start living in the spirit. God will show you things that will baffle you. God will show you his mysteries. He will baffle you. God is awesome. God is incredible. You, you see, look, stop being just coming to church person. You need to discover the glory that God called you into. You stop being a regular person. He said, I will show you things to come. You don't need a prophet. Believe me, if you really walk in the spirit, you don't need the gifts of the spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will do the same things here. He will show you everything. He will show you everything. My mentor was going to marry a woman. And then one of these big pastors were trying to connect them so he will marry this woman. But my mentor was a man of the spirit. Respect that man a lot. He walked in love, amazing. So here he was after service, locked the church, he was walking home, and there was a car packed in total darkness. See what the Holy Spirit does. And all of a sudden, he looked into that car, the whole car was lit up. That was the girl they were recommending for him having an affair with somebody. They didn't know that, they didn't know. It was still dark for them, but the Holy Spirit put, I said, look at her. 
You can't walk in confusion if you walk in this. You have a lot to gain. Oh, you have a lot to gain. You have a lot to gain. He will give you information that will move you high. We we'll give you information that when you see God at work in your life, you will be, you will be, so, dumb, you will be so amazed. And he wants to do these things. That's why he's children. He loves us so much. Who else is he keeping it for? Who else is for you? Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Luke 24, 45. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. He is the one that opens our understanding. So when we start comprehending the scriptures, we begin to bring every thought to the, to the obedience of Christ. This thought that comes that is not of God, that is of the world, you say, no, that's the thinking of the world. You bring it and say, no, this is what Christ says. This one comes, you say, no, this is what Christ says. Second Corinthians 10, 5. Casting down imaginations, the every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's when he begins to walk. Not before then. So everything we get from God is free, but received only by faith. In Mark eleven twenty three, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, shall not doubt where? In his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he will have whatever he said. Therefore I say unto you, what things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, believe that you receive them, and you shall then have them. Whatever God gives you, you must believe you have received it before you have it. If you don't believe it's yours, you will see it. There's no, it's not a question of anointing man of God. Forget about all those things. People forget about Mark chapter 6, verse 5, where Jesus couldn't heal them because they would, they would not believe him. They think this is, this, I have a man of You know, we pray, people come and say, Pastor, pray for me. They think you must have a special power to pray and get things done for them, whether they believe or not. It doesn't work like that. The Bible says, let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord if he's not going to act in faith. It's not going to happen. You have a role to play. You can, look, God can extend his hand, but you have to learn to receive it by faith. If you don't receive it, you can't. You can. He said, let not that man think he shall receive anything. We don't like responsibility. That's why we don't study the Bible. We don't care about Bible study. We, we're just floating around, hoping, you know, just hoping, you know, something will happen. One day. Nothing will happen. You just live regular, ordinary life you would have lived even without being a Christian. So you must believe that you receive them. That's how you got eternal life. You believed in Lord, that the, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you were what? Saved. James 1, 6 to 8. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. It's a double-minded man. And remember that our blessings are spiritual in nature. So there's no way you can see them physically to receive them. They're spiritual in nature, but they walk in, in real life. Ephesians 1.3, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished on us. Has already been what? As a love gift from our wonderful Father, Heavenly Father, and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. All because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all our heart. Every gift has been, is, is, is 
there are spiritual blessings in heavenly realm from the kingdom of God, but they have relevance in the earth. Okay, salvation that God gave me. Was it not what made me apologize to my wife? And I started seeing myself the way that God was seeing me before I thought I was okay. Because when they prayed the gospel, don't think that was the first time they prayed the gospel. When they prayed the gospel to me, I was, I was sudden. I said, my father is actually thinking, what are you talking about? I said, heaven. Huh? Who will go? My father is actually thinking. And you have to, I said, I'm even committee member in our church. Who, I said, all these things you people started, all these queer people, all this believe, believe. Are you preaching to me? I was born a Christian, my friend. That was my argument. I believe that. Wholeheartedly did. But the day the salvation of the Lord came, my eyes, I saw those things as nonsense. Nonsense. So, spiritual blessing, but in my life, it, it brought reality in the practicals, in the, in the, in the natural. Galatians 3.28 there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or and female, for you are all one in Christ. And now that you belong to Christ, you are true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to, to you. Hebrew 11.3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things, we, the, the things which are seen now we are made of the things which do not uh, appear. You don't see healing, but it brings healing to your body. You don't see the new life, but it changed me. It changed me. It's spiritual, but it brings into reality. It changes things in the real life. The most powerful realm is the spiritual realm. You can't beat it. There's nothing in nature that compares with spiritual power. Nothing. So our blessings are spiritual, we can't see them physically, but they, they influence the natural realm and bring to bear exactly what God gave you in your spiritual, I mean your physical, spiritual life. And I hear amen. amen. If we can only believe, can you say that if I can only believe? Mark 9, 20 to 23. Then they brought him, brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? He said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, Lord, have compassion on us and do what? Help us. Jesus said unto him, the question is not if I can do anything. No, me, I've given you all things, all spiritual blessings. It's not from me. Jesus said to him, if you can what? Your problem is you, not me. All things are possible. What you're asking only comes from you believing it, not me. You must have some persistent faith in this word of God. You must meditate on this word of God day and night and develop persistent, rugged, unyielding faith. That's how it works. Now, Paul wrote to the Romans, Romans 4, 13. Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by what? By faith. Verse 14. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary then. The promise is pointless. 
Why do I promise you something? Turn around and put a condition there. Moreover, when God made the promise to Abraham, was there any law? I'm asking you. Was Moses even born? You don't know. You think Moses was born before Abraham? I'm not, I'm not your pastor again. Was Moses even born? Was the nation of Israel formed? Was it not from Abraham the nation was formed? So when God gave Abraham those promise of blessing, there was no law, there was no Israel, nothing. So on what basis did God give it to him? Promise, I promise to give it yours. So how does he get it? Just believe. Just believe it. And it's that promise of God you are enjoying. It's still promise. The blessings of uh, Abraham. It's still promise. That's why it's free. Can you tell me what condition God gave Abraham for it? He gave him, he said, just, if you receive it, it's yours. Receiving is faith, saying it's mine. That's why you have to believe it's yours, then it becomes yours. The day you say it's no more yours because things changed, they are no more yours. The Bible says your mouth will judge you. So for the Romans, um, Galatians 3, 1. Oh foolish Galatians. These people, they started believing by faith. Now they started working hard for the things God gave by promise. There is somebody here. God healed you some time ago. And the devil came to counterattack you. And you are afraid. See this moment you are hearing me. You must not be afraid. You must not. I'm telling you, I'm your pastor. You must not be afraid. You must take your stand and kick that thing out. Kick it out. You have the authority. You have the ability. Christ lives in you. Let God be proud of you. He didn't die in vain. Kick it out. Teach him that Christ has given you authority and has put all those things under your word. I've been teaching this thing. I don't know how many of you have been listening to that. If you haven't, I beg you, please go and listen to it. And if you are sick, go and listen to those teachings at the Living World Conference. Consistently until the sickness leaves you. People are listening outside America and getting results. You know, familiarity breeds what? Don't cheat yourself. It's my daughter here. One time, my daughter Tito gave us one beautiful testimony. How the Lord spoke to her. I said, all you need is being taught in your church. Where's your Tito? That's my daughter. You know, she's... <laughs> so let's, let's... Okay, am I right? The Lord told her, he said, everything you need is being taught to in your church. Go and listen to your pastor. So you don't need anything more. Listen to what that man is teaching. He's spoken to a couple of you here. I was teaching on, on, on grace. And my brother wanted to leave. Main Street, Street. Remember, many years ago, he wanted to leave. So what he said is, as he took his Bible to leave, God told him, sit down and listen to that man. Am I telling a lie? You parry. So sit down and listen to that man. Then he came and sat back, <laughs> opened his Bible. And now he's a man of full of grace. Safe. This man is full of grace, honestly. It's, it's so awesome. Galatians 3 1. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you have seen a picture of his death on the cross. Have you not had it in this church? Our teaching is Christ and he resurrected. Verse 2. Let me ask you this one question, church, and the Holy Spirit is asking you and me. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you had about Christ. You believed the gospel. How foolish can you be? After starting your new life in the Spirit by faith, by receiving Christ, 
Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you had about Christ. Jesus said, only believe. If you shall believe, all things are possible. Even this moment. Message you had about Christ. The blessings of God he gave you through Christ how to solve your life problems. You know, God opened my eyes. Oh my God, I saw. God gave me a revelation of how the heart of God concerning the poor. Oh, God's heart is broken for those who are vulnerable. The poor, the sick, the sick, people in pain. I saw this and I couldn't stand it. God said, that's why I want my children to preach the gospel to them. I don't want them hell. I don't want people sick. I give you this word. Go and lay hands on the sick. Get them out of this pain. It, everything that touches you does what? Touches me. If you pain for the poor, they're not eating. Pains me. Galatians 3.10 and Galatians 5.4. But those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his what? You didn't, let's read it together. I want to go. But those who depend on the law to make them right with God are what? Under his cause. For the scripture says, cause is everyone who does not observe and obey how many? All the commandments that are written. See why Paul said you must lose your mind to think you can go through this route. Instead of the route of grace based on what Jesus paid for. Verse 11. So it is clear that no one can no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has what? Life. Jesus said, if you can only believe, I paid the price for you. I brought you these things. It's an act of grace. Take them so that your life will change. It hurts me when you are sick. It hurts me when you are not prospering. It hurts me because you are my children. Who is the father that he doesn't touch? Jesus said, you know how to give your children give things, good things. How do you think I don't want you to have them? But I paid and gave you these things so that you live and your joy shall be what? Full. Last, Galatians 5, 4. Oh, we read it? No. Galatians 5, 4. For if you are trying to make yourself right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace because that's not the route of grace. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name.